Game week 31 blanks confirmed. Let's get planning. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on the show this week we will talk about Panic Stations, the Man City vs Arsenal game is rescheduled for the upcoming game week, game week 31 and chip plans, the disappointments of Vardy, Madison, Traore, time to say goodbye, is the advice of waiting for the pressers dead? Uh, Liverpool lose three in a row, have they gone off the rails now? Defenders are now scoring goals, is it time to go big at the back? Okay, welcome back listeners to the 164th episode of the FPL Surgery Podcast. We are recording on Wednesday the 4th of March 2020. Iceman here again. We have left it as late as we can in the week to get all the information possible to plan. This just means that I'm going to be pulling an all-nighter tonight and editing the pod so it goes up as quickly as possible. We have two Norwegians on this week and as per usual, Stefan is here. Welcome back, Stefan. Thanks. I'm uh, looking forward to getting to this planning. Uh, we're just we're just 30 minutes shy of the Tottenham game, and then we have perfect information for game week 31. Yes, you got your news with Leicester. They've now won, so you're you're happy about it. A lot of others aren't. Happy and not happy. I don't know. <laughs> it, could, it could turn out bad. You just want to get planning, really. We've spoken I, before. I want, the I want to do something. I just need to do something to turn this season around. Something radical. Yeah, same with me. I mean, you're higher than me at the moment, and you're really wanting to change things. But I'm, I'm still looking along the keeping it patient type of thinking. Um, our guest this week, I mention him every week. Actually, he is the algorithm maestro with seven top thirty k finishes, four top two. UK finishes with his best being 519th in the world. Welcome to the podcast, our partner in crime, Mikael Topfam. Hey, thank you for that. Um, it's nice to be, to be on again. I was on there early in, in the season and, um, yeah, game, game three, and I've been wanting to coming back ever since, but there's, uh, I really like the effort you're putting into this. Yeah, well, it's, it's great to have you back. You were on Game Week 3. Was it Game Week 3? I've forgotten. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was a good pod. And this will be as well, I'm sure. I know you religiously do exactly what your algorithm tells you. So, effectively, you're a robot. Uh, how are you getting on this year as a robot so far in FPL? Uh, the robot is uh, <laughs> fine, and, uh, and I've been, um, I've, as you say, I've been following it uh, quite strictly, uh, this season, actually, even more strictly than I have before. I also, uh, it's not like you can just look at what to do. You have to think of it yourself when you, you're, you're using it as well. But but it's gone fairly okay. I think I'm about a little less than 20K in rank. And, uh, and most regulars struggle this season. Uh, they struggle a lot. So so relatively to that and the amount of players that are playing nowadays uh, I think I I have to say that that's uh, that's great yeah well, obviously following the algorithm is really doing you well Would you say you're 20k or just above just below yeah just uh, about 18 19k yeah, you are also Norwegian, and apparently when you're Norwegian, you're automatically good at FPL. We actually had a question here from Jeff Holt. He's in our Patreon. He said, is there any tangible reason for Scandinavian success in FPL? Can you answer that? Well, it's so weird, actually. I've been following the quite big overperformance from for Norwegians relative to other countries for, for a while, and... It, and I'm 
a bit surprised. I have to admit admit that. But but um, just like an FPL, when when a player scores a lot of points, it's so easy to, to explain with hindsight. So so with hindsight, I'd say it's due to the general education level in Norway, and of course a lot of interest in in FPL around. Uh, also. Um, yeah, it's um, in in the Premier League for Norwegians. Yeah, it's it's quite a big thing uh, over here to, with the Premier League and and um, yeah, I see I see a lot of the 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 really active Twitter accounts. They're they're Norwegians. So um, to sum yeah. up, you're all really clever. You love watching the Premier League and you're on Twitter. Is that kind of a, a good sum up there for all Norwegians? Yeah, and it's really cold, so we don't have that much else to do. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, okay, we'll uh, get back to that as we uh, go on in the pod. But first, let's briefly discuss how we actually got on in the game week. Stefan, how did you get on this week? Well, well, well. Um, I think I'm going to do a, a Seinfeld bit for this one and just say at Friday night I was looking at around six secure starters in my team. I was pretty much in prime position before Son got injured. That started a charade of bad news. And Ings was rumored to be out. Vardy was confirmed out. Martial, Solskjaer, I, I, I don't know what to say of him. I don't like him. <laughs> so I um, And I was alone... At that night with both my kids, my partner was out and uh, stress set in and yada, 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 I got 22 points. Right. The less said about that, the better, I think. Yep. Probably why you're, I almost feel like you're on tilt at the moment, but we'll, we'll get into yeah. that as the, as the podcast. It's a good, a good uh, observance. Or... And Mikael, how are, you, how are you getting on this game week? Like um, this game week was a really difficult game week. I had uh, the general advice is of course always to to maintain two available transfers, but having that is it's so difficult because how much you can do with two transfers it's it's extreme and and uh, I used to be able to save and save and save this game week. Uh, actually, I failed my own. Uh, commitments uh, during the last 10 seconds before the deadline. Did, um, did you not listen to your algorithm? Is that what uh, <laughs> not perfectly, I think. So yeah. So I admit this game week, um, I'm starting to play imperfect. And I don't like that. And, and it gives me problems going ahead now. But but uh, what I did actually, um, I sat there with Grealish and uh, and Martial and looking nicely on Barnes and and Fernandez. Uh, so Fernandez, I I really shouldn't have got him anyway, but um, I ended up on the good side of it, of course. But that's how it is. Um, that's just luck. I think I shouldn't have done it, and now I sit here with the problems uh, with only one free transfers and. Uh, a confirmed double game week, but oh, yeah. uh, go, going ahead with some extra points is uh, so of course nice. Uh, I got 37 this week, and uh, I think I can be happy about that after a shocking Saturday. Oh man, that was so brutal! Like having a family around, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not easy, seriously. <laughs> I know it was, it was a mayhem in this house as well, it, was, it wasn't good. Yeah. All kind of rested have... on that Watford game, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't turn out well. Mm. 
the thing about that game is Robertson was clear in on goal, or not clear, but he was having a great chance, and he missed that, and after that, he just... And Liverpool fell apart and let in those three goals. So. He, he's actually outperforming TAA in terms of the stats. Which yeah, he he's getting into routine to go. more dangerous positions. But although, although Alexander Arnold still has to be the best pick because yeah. of his set pieces and everything, I think. Yeah, that's true. Right, so you're 18k at the moment, so not too bad with a 37 pointer this week. So actually, a really good game week, even though you're not quite happy with your Fernandez Bruno shout, who looks absolutely on fire at the moment. I suppose it's playing for here and now sometimes does work out better because you never know next week the likes of Aubameyang might, might score like three points. I think I'm not going to jinx him because he's in my team and I'm going to captain him. Uh, but anyway, my game week has not been great. Thanks to Mikel, I was set on doing Grealish to Barnes, but I just didn't feel like that was one of my picks. I didn't feel like that was something that I wanted to do. So then I got news about Marshall and Vardy. You know, started looking at Richarlson, who've been posting great stats is in the top four for midfielders. I also thought that Spurs would beat Norwich tonight, which, how are they getting on now? Maybe still 1-1. One, one. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that would give me an extra game week one player in Richarlson, who will actually play, who I like as well. Then the Vardy news came in, and that made me look at Perez instead of Barnes because I know he scored twice in the West Ham game which I think was Leicester's last good game of football where they won 4-1 so I brought him in thinking that you know the here and now type thinking he would score good for now and also they've got good fixtures and I'm you know hoping that he will get game time and he didn't start tonight so I still hope that he'll play against Villa. Uh, both got me two points each which is great and I captain Salah finished on 28 points only but I am only down 31 1k so it's almost leveling it's too above average so not terrible but not great okay let's mention our patrons firstly thank you to all of our patrons you are beautiful people we have had two new patrons this week so thank you to them to tobias jacobson has joined at the slack level so welcome to him and Zan Karoski, Karoski, I'm assuming, has joined at the league entry level. So welcome, board guys. Thank you for your pledge. I just mentioned Andy Portlock, Vince Paul, and Ron Frosk all pledging at the highest tier. So they get an extra special mention each week. And I've got some prizes to still send out. Sorry if you haven't got them. You will get them. Okay, back to the headlines then. So we're going to amalgamate number one and number two as they need to be discussed together. So the first one was Panic Stations, Man City and Arsenal have been rescheduled for Game Week 29. And the second one was Game Week 31 and Chip Plan. So right, Mikel, I'm going to pose this question to you directly because I looked at this one and I just thought, well, I'm just going to ask him straight up. So Rebrand, FPL, has put, what is Mikel's chip strategy at the moment? My chip strategy is... Um... I've had two strategies um, that I've posted um, as different lines in the transfer algorithm now for uh, a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, one line is to to avoid free hitting and uh, in game week 31, in the big blank, and um, go ahead with that. Uh, the counter-argument there is, of course, uh, you have to assemble a squad of... Um, of players that you have to keep for quite a few game weeks with uh, maybe not the optimal choices um, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, the, the other strategy is using the free hitting gimmick 31 and having the ability to to every week just go for the players that are the best for quite a few weeks now. And having as many blank players in 31 would then actually be an advantage because that means double game week players later yeah. uh, and increases the chances of not having to to do a lot of moves to to be in a good position for any like a surprise double game week or or anything happen then i know there are a lot of other strategies but th- those are actually the two main strategies i look at at the moment and then it's the uh, the most valuable chip the bench boost chip and and the second wild card they they are for for later for the big double game weeks and uh, yeah so so basically my strategies they kind of stuck at the uh, 34 at the moment and and what's uh, behind that it's not that important because there will be a wild card and and there will be a, a bench boost chip and uh, I will be able to use those. Uh, at good effect later anyway. So, so are you kind of set on using your wild card after game week thirty four? Uh, no, um, not necessarily. It's uh, I haven't actually looked too deep into how game week thirty four is likely to look. But so, so I haven't hundred percent concluded. I think it's likely that uh, I can wait until um, game week 34 um, or later but but um, I descale the value of the later fixtures now um, because uh, I, I think there's also a slight possibility going already in game week 33 to to get some effect of the wildcard it, it depends on my team shape and um, and uh, just having a wild card effect for a couple of weeks, it's um, yeah. it, it, so it's, yeah. it's maximizing that game week thirty one. We're going to bring it down to question from Abdullah. It's just but with how game week thirty one is lining up and the picture for the rest of the season is much clearer, is now a great time to maximize the wild card. I'm going to issue this one to you, Stefan. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Abdullah and I. Are- thinking a lot of the same things and a lot of the same transfers when we're talking Slack and, and he's looking at the wild card and I'm looking at the wild card maybe because we're in a similar situation this week you're about, talking about yeah I'm looking at doing it this week uh, and I know it might be an, a too aggressive move but at the same time for my season I want to make something happen I need to make something happen and I'm willing maybe to sacrifice a little bit of expected value just to be able to get uh, pick the higher variance players, like maybe bring in a guy like Alonso, who's he seems like he's starting every Score game. A machine now. Yeah, and he's the one guy who can have a high ceiling. The same with Doherty. I don't own him either. And with the with the Leicester result now for my team, at least since they didn't get the game in 31, I'm really stuck having to use the free hit in 31. My team is not good, not set up well for 31 at this point, and I don't have the right Wolverhampton players. I have the right Liverpool players, I think, but that's about it. So what, and, how many how many players do you have for Game Week 31 currently? Now, uh, what we know. Let me count. I will have five players. That's three Liverpool and Bolly and Jimenez, plus Dan Donker, which I don't know if he's going to start. So with the and, the wild card, you'll just have 
Your, how many we have after the wildcard, if you were to wildcard, looking at your wildcard? I would have nine players. But the big thing for me is I, I might not go into Gaming 31 with the strongest squad, and that's not the point for me. The point will be to exploit this double Gaming 29 as much as I can. I think that is an opportunity, and whereas we can wonder about how double Game Week 34 will look if it's a double Game Week, uh, we know about this one yet again, and we know that there's some good players who is playing. Uh, the types of Manchester City players can do well, even though the opposition is tougher. And we have Aubameyang, which is, which is also a good player. The thing, the risk and the thing with wildcarding this game week is you will bring out a lot of players who have good fixtures. That being Vardy, the Leicester guys have a great fixture. The same with Danny Inks. I won't be keeping him on the wild card, for example. So you're you're kind of betting on the guys who are in form, and you're picking them on the wild card, and you're selling guys with good fixtures but are sort of out of form. And that can be both Liverpool are out of form now, like you mentioned in the introduction, and Leicester is certainly out of form, at least to my eyes. They struggled yet again today, although they got That's the win. And Southampton is just seem to. And I don't know why Inks doesn't play every game. It's it's frustrating. And Newcastle is a great fixture, and it can it can clearly backfire by doing the wild card now. But for me, doing the wild card now, I will save myself from the free hit 31. And by the looks of it, and by the look of the team I can get in 31 using my free hit, it doesn't look too tempting. Either so, way. So you're you're looking to maximize on this double game week where just to let the listeners know, there is a double game week for Arsenal and Man City because they will play again on Wednesday the eleventh. Uh, so that's been rescheduled. So it's it's just those two teams which have got the double game week. So you're maximizing on just two teams though. That is the kind of where there is a question mark as well. If there yep. are more players than if there are more teams doubling, uh, I think I would be a bit behind it a bit more. But I think because it's like <clears throat> you almost don't expect too many points from either team. Maybe for Arsenal playing at home against West Ham, but then they've I don't know. I, I just don't see as many points for it. So I wouldn't necessarily do it for that. But I understand your reasoning for doing it now for like having a longer stretch of being able to benefit from the wildcard as well and getting a team together that you actually want. Like you say, you haven't got the right Wolves players because you've got Dendonka in your team, so you want to kind of fix that. And you've got some other problems with your Leicester players because you've got three of them. So I understand that. I wouldn't say that maximising for this double game week is necessarily a trigger for people to pull a wildcard, if you understand what I mean. No, I agree, I agree. And it's it's a, sort of a punt to do the wildcard now, but... At the same time, I, we talked a bit before the pod and Mikkel said he wouldn't take a minus four to get in Aubameyang, for example, that uh, because it just doesn't pay pay the minus four back. And given the math being correct in that case, I think I will be able to maybe catch some players if they don't have Aubameyang and I will captain him. So, yeah. so let's just quickly go over your strategy uh, currently. What What's in your thinking? What you're more than likely to do at the moment it will be wildcarding now then it will be bringing in a few players because you have nine game week 31 players bringing in a few, a few players your two free transfers to have a full 11 for game week 31 which is the blank game week then you'll be transferring in players for game week 34 is that right and then yeah um, free hit yeah. for game week 37 but that could change depending on what happens yeah yeah of course uh, i will just have my free hit left and it will be used most likely in 37, as I think that game week can be can be good for 
shifting out the team. We don't know how which players will have anything to play for at that time. Yeah. But but of course, if the fixtures just fall completely wrong for me in 34, I can I can use the free hit there and save the bench boost for 37. Yeah. But the big problem, of course, will be that I bring in players now on the wild card that don't have a double game week later on in the season, and hence my bench boost will suffer from it. But uh, I want question for Mikkel because you said that the bench boost was the most important and most valuable chip, and that's a uh, that's a view I don't hear a lot on in the FPL Twitter sphere. Do you yeah. care to reason a bit about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you. I've actually had a look at at what kind of value I've been able to extract from from each chip. Like you can say the triple captain chip, it's actually the expected value you can get from the best captains during a season uh, from like small double game weeks. It's about 13 points. So the triple captain chip got a value of about 13 points. Um, for, for a chip like the... The bench boost chip, it's uh, four players on the bench. You can expect uh, them to not be the greatest, but if you pick favorable players, you will have uh, three points per game, and they got two games each. Uh, so you got four times... 24. Times two. So uh, so right. you should be able to get 24 points or about so uh, for the chip. Um, a little less, I'd say it's about 20. <coughs> can always have a surprise benching in a bench boost weekend, which actually means, um, yeah. yeah. So, so it's a little less than that, but about 20 points, uh, I'd say uh, uh, the chip is worth. A, a bench in the bench boost is never good. Um, mm-hmm. We we had a, a question from FPL Vader saying, what insight does the algorithm have about navigating the blanks, Mikael? Yeah, um, what the algorithm do is it's um, for the, like the blank game weeks and, and you look at, of course, the, the fixture is set as a blank with no points for the player. and, and uh, But it also calculates a slight bench effect uh, from a theoretical sub. So just in case you do have enough players. But, but for third one, it seems to be really low uh, substitute uh, theoretical value there as as almost no teams will be able to <laughs> have an extra sub for the, for that game week yeah it, it's actually just looking at the point it's summarizing the point potential of of uh, the future and uh, taking into account uh, the point potentials in in the blank game week so thereby um, and you get an alternative value if if there is likely to be a sub coming on. And for 31, it's not looking like the alternative value is of any substance in most teams. So, so it should be quite good at planning for for 31. It's also discounting the the future effect of this, so that so that 31 it doesn't mean the same as 29. 29 is still more important and uh, things can happen uh, that makes a player that have a game in 31 not having it anyway because of injury or something so so it tries to to maneuver the future as good as possible for blanks as well as 
regular games. Clever, clever algorithm. Let's, I mean, like, before we talk about too much on 31, let's mention 29. So this upcoming game week. So we had a question here from Emma just saying, is anyone worth taking a hit for to bring in for week game week 29, the double game week? I can, I'd say if if you don't own either of Obama and De Bruyne, you got to take a hit. Uh, you you need to have one of them. That's yeah. that's for sure because those are uh, or potentially Sterling. Those are the captaincy options, and and uh, the math will work out definitely if you don't if you don't have any of those. But if you do, the math is a bit different, and and uh, it's hard to. Like if you got a player like Vardy, and uh, depending on what's the actual injury situation on him, it can be worth it. But as as the player you're transferring out will have a big impact on if it's worth it or or not. Of course, uh, I think perfectly fit and good players um, that fit into your plan now or or just halfway fit into your plans, uh, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, and uh, Stefan, do you think it's worth taking a hit? Yeah, the, the big problem I would have with taking a hit for Aubameyang or, like, say, De Bruyne, if you want to add both of them, uh, it would be that you're taking a hit for a guy that don't have a game in 31. And for most guys who's, who does not have my team, it looks like most of them will get through 31 pretty decently at this rate, at this point. But... When you start taking hits for a player who don't play in that game week, it can cause trouble. And so that's something you need to keep in mind before you go too crazy about 29. Yeah, there is part of me which is like I almost don't want to use a free transfer to, to bring in double game week because I know about that game week 31 and it's blanking. Knowing that if I bring in a Man City or Arsenal player, they are definitely not playing in game week 31. That has been confirmed. The confirmed outages, if you don't know people, it's Southampton, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Man United and Sheffield all confirmed to be blanking game week 31. The games which are confirmed so far, Liverpool, Palace, Wolves, Bournemouth, Burnley and Watford. But let's bring it back Back to Game Week 29 then. So Mark at mbison22 is saying, should we use our free transfers to bring in double Game Week players or blank Game Week 31 players? Which takes priority? So this is a re- really good question because it's something that I'm deliberating now. Um, Mikael, who, what do you think is the, the biggest priority at the moment? Uh, actually, yeah, it's a, if you got like uh, if you don't quite have a captain option, it's uh, of course the captain option, and and that's the the twenty nine uh, alternative. And I think also for for just <clears throat> splashing your free transfer now, I think it's the correct way to to have your main eyes on twenty nine because in twenty nine you know your player will play. If you get in a player for for planning for 31, things happen and uh, it doesn't play anyway. So, so the time value here uh, got a lot to say. So you now you should just look at um, at 29. But on the other hand, I know a lot of teams now got quite a lot of players with very good fixtures for this game week, and that's a bit tricky. So, so. To take my own team as an example, it's very well set up for this week, despite having only one double game week player. But but luckily, I got one hole with a uh, Matt Ryan in goal, and 
and uh, it's probably the most boring double game week transfer ever to transfer in uh, Leno. Leno and uh, Arsenal and Man City got double game weeks, right? But uh, but, it's but that, all the way I see it. But then again, you don't have a goalkeeper for thirty-one. What yep. will we do? What will we do then? My plan is uh, my main plan at the moment is. Uh, to use my free hit in 31 and and follow the line that I've been been on for uh, for a few weeks. So yeah. um, the, you're too patient. <laughs> too patient. <laughs> it's, it's we got the penalty good. shootout. Yeah, well, we have the penalty shootout in the Leicester game. We won't comment. Uh, not in the Leicester game. In the Tottenham Norwich game, we won't comment on that too because that because they already know about it. Um, let's. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring it again to FPL. Sigurd is asking uh, with so many good fixtures for single game. As you mentioned, is it a trap to just go for the Arsenal and City players? Which ones are the most enticing to actually bring in this week? Stefan, what do you reckon? Who's the most enticing to bring in for this game week? I think the biggest differential in the game at this point has to be Raheem Sterling. <laughs> He's bas- he basically owned by zero managers in the top 10k, I think. And if you want to climb the ranks, Sterling, the double game week, he can... Out of form, not been in form for a while. He's, he's been in form. The, the, the substitution he had versus Real Madrid, he was great. And he played pretty good in the many, EFL Cup final. How many goals final. did he get in that? He didn't get anything. He won the <laughs> He won a penalty, I think. Yeah, but this is Real Madrid. But, but the thing I is, he can, to, he can explode. I, I have to agree so much with you, Stefan, because if you're chasing now and and getting Sterling in this week, he has been so insanely unlucky this season. His absolutely amazing stats that is just keeping on from last season, and his the deviation from from what he should have gotten and what he's gotten, it's. It's extreme, and uh, like in my database of players, I got a very few players that have been actually a little more unlucky. But it, it's uh, it's an absolute extreme, and it won't continue. So, so he's a great asset for for someone chasing, and I would be scared in in some um, paid league situations uh, looking at. Uh, suspectedly done deals and and seeing a, a captain of Sterling this week, I wouldn't be happy. So Sterling would, might be the man. Would you captain him over De Bruyne? Do you think, or is that too far? Yeah, if you're in a situation where where like no one is counting 250k places in uh, FPL, right? So so if you are really chasing and uh, and uh, you need something big to happen to to have a chance. Uh, to make um, make it in a money league or to to climb to some kind of worthy rank, definitely I, I do it. Uh, I think that's uh, the potential for Sterling this week. It's it's extreme. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand the potential. I remember when I think it was your wild card, Mikael, where your first wild card where um, Sterling was right up there on the stats, still not performing for a while, blanking a lot. So you brought him in as well as I did. I, I was yeah. kind of, I would say, almost influenced by your uh, algorithm there. And I, yeah. I kind of thought, yeah, there's a potential for him to turn it around because I was low ranked and I hoped for it. And it never really did happen. But there is a chance that it could. So, yeah, a potential game changer if you're down in the ranks to, to move up. But let's think about other enticing players. So, obviously, 
Wolves seem to be on a good run. Everton's still playing well. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is like one of the best strikers in the league at the moment in terms of stats. Like there are other players to to go for other than this Arsenal and City double game week. So who else would you would you think about? Saar from Watford as well. He plays game week thirty one. Yeah, he's a great option, and uh, and uh, and I think of course the the table changed now with the double game week is. So it's basically if you if you priority uh, prioritize to get him star um, now because he looks extremely good value or or if you but that can of course wait because he doesn't have the easiest of fixture just this week no, so I, I'd be very tempted to to go for the for the for him but of course if you are not planning for any free hit in 31 of course the wolf strikers also look very interesting to jump aboard now and they got a good fixture so if you got some issues up front and don't have a lot of money to splash on someone like Obama and Yota is obviously a good target which Jimen is at the moment. Yeah. I'm how, how do you how do you rate uh, Jota versus Jimenez? Given given that the algorithm heavily favors Jimenez still, right? Because of the minutes. Yeah. Or, or are a, they close? It's a difference in uh, BCV of zero point zero four now. So so Jota has made of made up a lot of ground uh, due to his, of course, impressive results lately. Um, and I, I would stay by that. That uh, I'd still rate Jimenez above. Um, we also have to keep in mind um, Wolves are fighting also in Europe still, and uh, that's quite a big thing for them. So, and Jota is prone to to getting rotated and uh, isn't the player that I'd expect to play three times, uh, three times times over eight days. So. So I'd say I'd still favor Jimenez. Um, he's playing about everything. I can all, all, only he, he get taken plays. off a bit earlier, but but he will play every game. Yeah, he always plays, and Jota always comes off. But just looking at the stats, they are actually quite close in terms of if you're looking at the last four. Obviously, Jota's scored three goals. Jimenez has scored two. In terms of shots on goal, uh, Jimenez is on 15. Uh, Jota's on 12. Uh, big chances. Jota's on five, and Jimenez is four. So, yeah, they are pretty close in terms of the stats. He's obviously in form at the moment. They they changed the formation now, and it looks like he is benefiting from it, just like he did last season. So, I still think that he's a great shout, even though he does come off the pitch. But yeah, out of the two for me, I think yeah. Jimenez is. is I'd keep a look on the formation and the status of Traore because if Traore is actually going to do something about his shoulder, which is dislocated pretty much every every other game now, he's a beast. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a limit to how much you can dislocate your shoulder and keep carrying on. Mm. But I see some injury news, say an injury account on Twitter, saying that you pretty much need to do some surgery at one point. And if if Traore suddenly appears to be out, I think Wolves pretty much have to play or will play the 3-5-2 formation and in that formation I feel like Jimenez is more of a holding player and Jota is the one who does all the finishing so for me I've, I might take a punt on Jota instead of Jimenez on the wild card yeah. uh, just to save some cash for other other spots 
I think that's totally understandable in terms of the price difference. It's quite a lot, isn't it? He, Jimenez is currently 8 mil and Jota's 6.3. So it's a lot of money you can spend elsewhere on bigger midfielders, whereas those two are actually quite similar players. I still think Jimenez is a better player overall. Yeah, and obviously they are both excellent options at the moment, right? So so it's just... Uh, it's not that much between them and, and uh, they are both good, so... Uh, Obviously, we can recommend both, and and uh, like you say, what fits the rest of your team and uh, and and your budget, right? It uh, it also matters. So you have to look at the the total picture. Yeah, and they they've got good fixtures at the moment. They've got Brighton at home, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa in the next four, and Arsenal. So great fixture, and they play in game week thirty one. <clears throat> um, if you can deviate it a bit more, because I was looking at possible wild cards earlier today. Knowing that if Leicester won, I will um, might activate a wild card, um, and I was looking a lot uh, on Calvert Lewin against Jota. So <laughs> it's it's one guy who gets ninety minutes each game and plays for Everton, a good team, yeah. or maybe a good team as as good as Wolves at the moment, maybe. But I think it's tough choosing between the secure ninety minutes and the sixty seventy minutes from Jota, but the bigger potential. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't uh, use much time on that. Given uh, Lewin's uh, fixture list, I think it's quite clear. I'd, I'd prefer Jota by a lot at the moment. Despite the game week thirty-one, um, Calvert Lewin got a nice fixture, but other than that, it looks very hard for Everton going forward. Yeah. I, I I disagree with that one. They're playing Chelsea next away. Chelsea conceding goals all the time. Liverpool out of form. Obviously, it's a tough game. They do have them at home, though, so it's a derby. Could happen anything there. Then, game week 31, if this if Tottenham managed to beat Norwich in the end, they're on, still on penalties. They'll have that game. Then they've got Leicester again out of form. Tottenham, not good defence. I think, because they're in red, I think their fixtures aren't as terrible as they look when you first look at them on the FPL page. I do think they're, they're not bad. People are scared by them. And if you just look at how good, you know, how well Cavett-Lewin is playing in terms of his, his stats, again, he's top for strikers over the last four for shots on goal. You know, he's got three goals. He, he managed to get that lucky goal just hounding down De Gea. And, but it pays off. He works hard. He's, he's top for big chances total as well for strikers. So this is above the likes of Jimenez, you know, Aguero, Aubameyang. He's right up there. So... I think he's definitely a thinker. If you're going between the two of Jota and Calvert Lewin, I don't think it's a, a given that you need you go straight to Jota. Uh, the, yeah. the thing is, now Jota is the best best option because uh, Everton won't have a game. Oh, they don't have a game. No. <laughs> yeah. Norwich have literally just won. So yeah, yeah, change all what I've just said there and then go <laughs> for Jota. Yeah, that's fine. Well, was, yeah. well, did Norwich just win? Yeah, yeah. they just won. I'm hurting. Oh. Damn. You can take an instant reaction, and my instant reaction is my wildcard pick of Duda, which I kind of like as a cheap enabler. He's just gone straight out the window. (laughs) Yes. And my (laughs) my pick of Richarlson is now void because I'll probably have to get rid of him as well, but at least I get to keep Aurier, which is great. Um, Yeah. Right, so, so Oyer is actually an option now, and the, the Bergwijn also might be an option. Oh, actually, the, I'm, I'm quite sure Oyer will be one of your top top options uh, now. Yeah, it will be a great call for 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 any team uh, now. 
with a game in 31 and, and with your strategy he will uh, he will top you can use like the um, uh, you will get very much use of the regular algorithm and and Aurier will uh, will stay on top there I'm quite sure I'll be back I'll be back at playing four at the back I think uh, my favorite strategy or favorite formation I like the four at the back I don't, I don't think Aurier is a top top option just gonna put that out there he's probably gonna be a option but I'm still not settled on Spurs there if you just looking at for shots conceded they're in the bottom six for shots conceded over the season and if you're over the last four it's not great either they're they're not doing too well as a team uh again they're in the bottom four for shots conceded over the last and for big chances as well they're third so (laughs) he's the he's the price of bully or a price of his five million right five million five five million yeah i think yeah that's the thing he's he's cheap um, yeah, that helps. And, and he's really delivering attacking returns, right? With uh, six assists and a goal yeah. to his name so far, and he, and he hasn't played the the whole season either. So, so he got uh, potential for for great returns if he can combine. <laughs> although, uh, although we have to cheat with that, he, he will be on twelve points points straight, right? So. So he's a very good option, uh, I think. Actually, Stefan, I've, I've been thinking here all the way, if you could reveal what kind of Arsenal and City players you, you will be going for on, for on a wild card, because that's really inter- interesting uh, uh, calls at the moment. It's not very easy to pick, especially three Arsenal players, right? Yeah. No, I will pick two Arsenal players, and I think Leno is a given, and Aubameyang is, the, is a given. And I think... I need to stop at two Arsenal players because of 31. Yeah. Uh, it then, was it, who, it would have been it, it would have been some kind of a Bellerin shout or something, but it just just doesn't make sense. Who are the free city? Uh, Sterling, De Bruyne, and Morris. All in midfield, yeah. Okay. Yeah, gives you options yeah. to spread that as well for. Yeah, um, and I'll I'll and I remove one of Sterling and Morris for game week 30, depending on who plays the most in game week 29 and who looks likely to start versus Burnley. Because they won't all start versus Burnley, that's for sure. And I can can just confirm, uh, we we are in a similar mindset. I was toying around with with a free hit uh, straight away now in uh, 29, and and those were the exact five... uh, I put in um, by default, and uh, I struggled a lot with the la- last Arsenal player, and and making sense of it all, it's uh, it's quite hard, especially if you have to keep them for longer. And um, yeah, it's down to like Bellerin or Saka or something, but they wouldn't actually deliver anything more than single no. game big players anyway. Well, well, you, and the pro- you, the problem. The problem with a guy like Saka is you have to bench another guy for him, and and that makes. Uh, yeah. Or normally you have pretty good guys this game again anyway. So are you going to bench like Sar if you get him, or are you going to bench whoever else you have? Barnes on Leicester, Paris. Are you going to bench those type types of guys just to play Saka? Yeah. You raised the free hit question there, and as we actually had a question here from one of our Slack members at NTO Abroad, has put with the double game week for Arsenal and Man City confirmed, is it madness to free hit and get six players from the Arsenal and City? And I suppose you've answered that there. Is it madness to free hit this week? Do you think it's it's not an option? But you thought about it, Mikel? 
I've thought about it, and I've actually have done some calculations uh, using my own team to to see if it could be worth it. And and it's quite a thin line between between actually freezing now or or later. I think uh, I'm in a situation with only one. I got Martinelli as well, but uh, I don't count him. I got one. Uh, double game week player and and uh, of course getting I can get one for free but getting four extra it's uh, it's quite a lot of points so so I had to do some calculations and I show it's uh, almost as good as free hitting for me in 31 so definitely for for some it will make perfect sense to use it now and that's exciting. I, I love it when when not everyone is following the same line. It makes for a lot of fun in the FPL community. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. The, so I suppose that does raise the question of when is best to, to free hit. We also had a question here. Bitter and Stout at Mike uh, underscore Jeski is putting free hit in game week 34. And now I'm, I'm going to directly answer this one. So I actually think to maximise the points you can get in that game week 34, you need to you know remove all the players that are blanking from your team and populate your team with the players that have a double game week because we don't know if there's going to be blanks in that game week and double game week teams. So because we don't know who they will be, I think that teams that have blanked in game week 28 and game week 31 will also be put into that game week 34 so they'll be doubling in that so most likely not having a double in game week 37 there may be one or two i'm not i'm not quite sure but so setting up your team at the moment with the correct team for this game week you may have to get quite lucky with it on your wildcard if you're wildcarding now but for me the optimal time would be to play your free hit in that game week 34 where there are blanks there are doubles and you don't know what they're exactly going to be so you've got that safety net type of thing What's your thoughts yeah. on that? Could you uh, elaborate, uh, because of playing the free hit then, could you, could you please explain a bit about uh, the total plan with the rest of the chips, how you how you line up, you got the free hit there and you got the, the bench boost in 37, but uh, the wild card, uh, when do you plan to wild card? There's kind of two options for that at the moment. I do want to make my transfers up until game week 31 to establish a, a decent, well, a decent up team there. I think I'd get 9 or 10, I think your algorithm worked out for me. I can't remember. We'll come back to that after the break. But then it will be either wild carding on game week 32 if we know the amount of teams that are blanking in game week 34 and we've got an idea of who's going to double in game week 37 i can also maybe adapt my team if there are any surprise double game weeks which could crop up as well game week 33 or something like that or i can wait until after that game week 34 and play it in maybe game week 36 maximizing that bench boost for game week 37 so i'm still going to leave it as open as possible so for now i'm kind of concentrating on bringing in my transfers and bringing in players that I actually want. Richarlson was one of them because I thought that Tottenham were going to beat Norwich. That prediction has gone wrong now, but I've got like a, a netting for that with Aurier. He was one which I was meant to move out, but now I'm going to keep him and move Richarlson instead. So yeah, that's kind of my plan at the moment to play for Game Week 31 with transfers, then have the option of wildcard in game week 33 or game week 36 and bench boost in, in game week 37 and uh, free hit in game week 4. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's better value to free hit in 37 most likely. If you if you spend your if you want to get a good bench boost you just play it as 
close to the wildcard as possible. And waiting for the wildcard until gaming 36 can be a stretch, I think. But as Mikhail mentioned, I, I think I agree with him in terms of the bench boost is probably one of the best chips, along with the, the free hit. But I think the bench boost is, is better. And in that double game week, if you're g getting players that are playing, it's 24 points off the bat, is that so? That's yeah. why I, I prefer, prefer that method. But again, you yeah. kind of think about it, it's only 24 points, <laughs> but there's potential for yeah, it depends on how many points you lose out before you play your wild card to set up the bench boost also. It's a complicated uh, mathematics. Yes, indeed. Let's move on to headline number three then. So another one raised by you, Mikhail. The disappointments, Vardy, Madison and Traore. Time to say goodbye. Uh, I think we can include Ings in this combo as well. What's your thoughts there? Are you getting rid of all these players then? Um it it depends on your situation really but but like Vardy I'd say uh, with, with uh, the alternative which is now rising with the Aubameyang I'd say um, if I had had Vardy it would be very hard to not uh, try to fit in Aubameyang somehow um, despite Vardy having a good fixture this week um, like Leicester doesn't look too good and Vardy especially hasn't looked good and um, he wasn't uh, playing tonight either so Still uh, hmm. or last night we can say <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, so he uh, I definitely tried to get rid of Vardy and Madison I think um, what was the result now let's see Leicester they got the blank yeah yeah gaming 31 yeah so um Nah, I say with Vardy, of course, uh, like getting in Morris now would be, would be a little game, but but uh, I'd be surprised if if you at the moment got more pressing is issues uh, if you don't have that because because Madison got a nice fixture this week and, and he's fit and um, and the other alternative is Sarri doesn't have the best of fixtures this week, so definitely Madison is a wait and see option at the moment Traore is uh, kind of tricky if, if you're not free eating in 31 you kind of need him uh, probably um, and it's uh, those clinging to some kind of hope it can be um, quite difficult when if it turns out to nothing and it, he's not uh, playing in uh, 31 but uh, I think it's difficult to to sell him now. Of course, he got a low value, so so benching is a good call at the moment. Yeah, that's I'm actually in that position where I I'm kind of keep I want to keep him because I, I hope that he's going to play in that game week 31. But I could be keeping him for nothing. It's very detrimental to my team. And but like you say again, it's it's not that much of a, it's a cheap price. So it's okay to bench. I seem to establish that I've been benching him more or less every week since I got him. So it's almost okay. Yeah, I'll 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 support getting rid of the of the Leicester players if you can get the likes of a double game with player in. I don't know how many other players you are going to bring in at this point other than the double game makers. You got to give the Leicester players one last game and maybe move yeah. them on towards the blank. Yeah, they've got Villa. But I, next, I think so. it's a, I think it's a shift. I think it's a. It's a big uh, time for the form versus fixtures thing because the teams that should have been performing better now, given their good fixtures, pretty much aren't. I haven't been impressed by Southampton since they got good fixtures and uh, Leicester didn't turn it around when they met Norwich and now 
Birmingham today. And Liverpool is still having good fixtures, but they also look pretty much out of form. So it's a, it's a tricky situation. Yeah, yeah, it is because you want to keep them because of the fixtures. But it is a tough one. A lot of people are removing Ings at the moment. I wouldn't advise that. I still think that Southampton are still great for the stats. Just looking at their stats at the moment, in terms of shots on goal, they're in the top five for teams in the last four game weeks. So not bad stats. And also, yeah, if Ings is going to play, I suppose that moves us on to our next headline: is, is the advice of waiting for the pressers dead because we didn't find out about Ings until the last minute? but here's one which um, I kind of want to play striker is and uh, he's ready for that game on Sunday I don't know with Anthony uh, to be honest uh, I've not asked uh, or he tried this morning so he wasn't that bad but uh, we'll have to do a scan tomorrow probably he wasn't that bad there's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer talking about Marshall. thank you for not telling us that he was absolutely fine and could start the game so he was lying about Marshall. Rogers okay. not, not saying well, of course sorry go on yeah, and he was he was having a scan. What happened to the scan? It's yeah, like, okay. You go for a scan, you're pro- probably injured, right? Who? Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. You you would have thought so. So just lying to our face. Rogers also not saying a word about Vardy, Hassan not telling us about Ings who hadn't trained throughout the week until Friday. Pep is Pep. Uh, Eddie Howe hates FPL and Potter doesn't even know who's going to start each week. So yeah, waiting for the presses is. Think you're kind of thinking at the moment. I mean, if I was the manager, I wouldn't say a word to anyone. But you, you raised this one, Stefan. Yeah, I raised it in frustration, and I, I kind of <laughs> wish we had this NFL type of situation where they, I think, they have to announce any injuries. But at this point, they're just, I think, they're gang together and just trying to lie to us as much as they possibly can. And the same with Solskjaer. He's been he's been doing this for a while now. He he was honest like a couple of press conferences in the early season, and other than that, it's been just obfuscation. I think he just like hates Mar- the press now, doesn't he? Yeah, but like Martial, the first injury he got after I got him in my wild card to Game Three, uh, it looked like okay, he's going to be out for a while, a bit, a week maybe. Okay, until the international break. No, 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 much longer. He was out like a couple of months or something. Never, never could you. You could basically just sit and hold Martial for that stretch because Solskjaer said, "Ah, oh, he's soon be back." <laughs> yeah. And and so at the start of this season, I had in my notes, "Don't trust Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe lies." And and, and that's that's still true. But uh, there's been, as you said, just much many more managers who does that. And Rodgers, especially, he didn't didn't say anything about Vardy missing out because of the birth. He didn't say anything about his calf injury during Christmas and. Yet again, this week he didn't say anything, and and with Inks you can you get some news and you have to interpret some someone on Twitter and say is he in the know? Is he really in the know? Is this true? How many followers does he have? Can you trust him? Can you not trust him? So the thing is, for me, I'm not waiting for pressers. I'm pretty much waiting for some leaked lineups or yeah. some in no accounts. And I know it's I, shifted to the, towards that. Yeah, I think think the advice is not waiting for the pressers now. I think it's just wait for the leaked information, which we do tend to get a little bit more now. And just information on that, guys. So Liverpool have got the early game. Uh, I think they're playing at half 12. So there may be news on the potential Mane might be benched. I know that's been rumoured, but I don't want to scare monger people here. He probably will play, but yeah, just you can wait until about 15 minutes before the deadline and then you can make your changes there. That's uh, useful there. Right, I think we're done for the headlines for this week. Yeah. I just, uh, I just oh, like, uh, like to 
give a new uh, input from from the presses at the moment. Uh, we just got in uh, a news: Kevin De Bruyne is injured or potentially injured. It's guesswork uh, from Guardiola, yeah, and it's a game changer, right, for all of uh, for all of us because um, at least I, I rely heavily on giving De Bruyne the arm this week and. Uh, and now Guardiola says he doesn't know if De Bruyne will be fit, um, as he has a problem with his back. So <laughs> that might be all smoke and mirrors again. It's, who knows? Yeah, so I can hear you brings, typing uh, this, away. To this, <laughs> this brings. I was just checking Twitter, but this brings a, a really interesting question to mind because I bought De Bruyne at nine point five. I held him through his earlier injury, and selling him now is that's tough. You you lose a lot of value. Yeah, I wouldn't care much about that. I wouldn't care much about the value, to be honest. Uh, that's that's less of an issue now with uh, with so few game weeks less uh, left. It's it's all about the points. But uh, this is the worst kind of injuries, right? It's the it's the yeah. maybe's and and and. and you, don't want to believe it, and uh, should you believe it, you it's so hard to put the to put a percentage of on the chances of actually yeah. playing. And but in a double game week, going with a flagged captain, could yeah. you manage? No way. And I think we're back to actually that headline because Pep just says like everyone else says, oh, we don't know. He, he's a little bit injured, and just with Vardy, how can you know? If Vardy starts this weekend or not, how how can <laughs> no we get? Knows. Okay, you might get this information from this Twitter account, Sean from Enderby. He he used to have some used to have some in the know knowledge, but other than that, if you don't get any leaked news, you, you pretty much cannot know because Rogers won't tell you for sure. And the same with Pep, he he won't tell us for sure. So just to confirm to our listeners, there what Mikael has said. I've just got a quote here from Ben Dinnery at Ben Dinnery, the physio master. He's saying Pep reveals the absence of Kim De Bruyne this evening was due to a shoulder injury. So no guarantees that the Belgium star will be available for Sunday's Manchester derby. But again, we can go back to that. Who knows? He might be lying. Just to have Man United concentrate with like, oh, if they haven't got Kem De Bruyne, they're not going to be floating in some good balls into the box, etc. We don't need to play a, a tall centre-back, something like that, you know. Could be all mind games. Who who actually in his head? Right, so I think that's enough for the headlines for this week. Um, we do have some questions, but we have run way over time. I'm just going to quickly ask this one question we have from Jonathan from our Slack. Will Liverpool ever win again this season? Stefan, they're your team. Are, you know, are they going to yeah. win again? They're, they're going to win, but I'm, I'm not very confident about the Champions League games now. And the question will be if they're going to win four games before the, the games are called off because of the coronavirus. That's that's my worry as a long-time yeah. Liverpool fan. Yeah. Imagine playing uh, the game where you win the league for, behind closed doors. That would be typical of Liverpool, I guess. Yeah, I think just to keep people in mind, make sure that when you're selecting your captaincy, select a vice captain in a totally different game, so that just in case that game gets randomly called off. But yeah, Liverpool got their first defeat in the league after 422 days. I heard on match quite a, a feat, and just to brag a little bit, Arsenal Invincibles get keep their rest. <laughs> Okay, I think that is it. We do have a few questions for you, Mikhail, but I think we'll just record them 
off pod and I might release it as a little uh, Patreon pod. I'm going to go for the Iceman's piss break now, so be right back. Welcome back from the Iceman's Piss Break. Right now, time for partner chat. Now, we've got him here, so I'm just going to ask him directly. Mikel, what what do I need to do with my team this week, according to your algorithm? Yeah, now your team has been through the, through the blank uh, throwing of the dice. And um, as it uh, looked, uh, um, Everton didn't end up with a fixture in game week uh, 31. I guess the reason you got him in in the first place was... He had very good chances. So uh, Everton, uh, your Everton player Richarlison got quite good chances of a victory for the one, but it didn't turn out right. No, yeah. And that means he's now straight down the the rank, rankings for the best players according according to my algorithm, and and um, he he looks your weakest link at the moment. Uh, so the algorithm would suggest uh, actually moving in, uh, him out and. And um, the best alternative seemed to be to get into Ismail Asar, which has some amazing stats for Watford. Uh, not only lately, but the little less played earlier too. It's been uh, just great all the way. So he looks to go to player, which got the game with 31 fixture. And, and it seems your team is set up so that... Uh, you will be able to field, if not 11, uh, you will be quite close at the moment. That means the algorithm rate uh, fixing that issue as more important than uh, getting in on some kind of short-term double ending option at the moment. Getting Morris, of course, uh, would be a short-term, uh, he would be better, but of course... Uh, you would get it straight in your face again in 31 with no fixture. So, yeah. so as it looks, um, I'd say with Sar and how he has performed uh, over um, over not only short term but also longer term, uh, the little he has played, it looks like he's FPL gold, uh, and the algorithm identify him as. Uh, a clear go-to player, so I think I'd, I'd go with him and, and take the cash and be ready to to upgrade elsewhere. You got some some players that <clears throat> perhaps isn't the biggest issue now, like Danny Ings, as he got the nice fixture now. But if you want to transfer him out soon, as he doesn't have a game with 31 fixture, then some cash in hand uh, might come in nicely. Yeah, it could be very, very helpful, yeah. Thank you for that. If you want to check out more about Mikhail's uh, algorithm, it's patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm for just $1.50. It's an absolute bargain. We're also partnered with Fancy Football Hub and we've been given the exclusive sign-up offer of Surgery 10. Go to fancyfootballhub.co.uk, sign up there for 10% off. And FPL Doodles, I think he's done me a picture for this week, but I think he's got to redo it. But he's at FPL Doodles one on Twitter. We will be sharing all of his drawings. Right, let's move to captains and transfers and captains and the choice on the best captain this week as well so Stefan you haven't spoken for a while what are your captains? 
<laughs> I think I'm going to activate a wild card just after this pod. Definitely doing it, are you? Yeah, I think so. I don't have any... It didn't help me much with Leicester going through. So I think for me and for my last chance of making something of the last 10 game weeks, I will activate the wild card. And hopefully it makes a little, little more sense now with KDB possibly out. So if I can sell him and move that money around that might be an advantage so you'll be you'll be sharing that in our slack channel whenever you decide on yep finish wildcard what's your definites for that team just give us your definites for- uh i think it will be Aubameyang. yeah yeah of course he will be Aubameyang, leno will be in there doherty will be in there i thought about alonso but i might have to rethink that a bit now with the latest news today but Sterling will be in there. Maris will be in. Aubameyang, Jota, Saar. <coughs> Sorry. And then possibly possibly keep Salah if De Bruyne is out. We'll see. Okay, we will see. And uh, your captain and choice of best captain? Uh, my captain will be Aubameyang or Sterling. I kind of like this uh, Sterling differential talk we had earlier. So it might be him, but I think the best captain will probably be Aubameyang at this point. Oh, Mikhail, excited. Um, yeah, inspired me. Yeah, And uh, Mikhail, your captains, transfers and captains this week and choice on best. Uh, it, like the best captain, um, it seems to be um, by the calculations, um, Aubameyang got... Um, quite an advantage at the moment and uh, looks to go to player. Unfortunately, I don't know if I'm able to get him in. So for me, it uh, it can turn out to be uh, a bit more difficult to, <coughs> to <coughs> evaluate the De Bruyne situation. Um, and uh, the alternative is actually to go with a single game week uh, player like Salah. Ooh. So you're you're thinking moving from KDB to to Salah now? Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not optimal, of course, uh, but but uh, getting four points is very hard. I don't like last Saturday. I was waiting for four points, and it was very hard to get four points, and <laughs> and uh, so I, I have big issues uh, spending those four points out again because uh, it took me a while to earn earn them on Saturday. So. <laughs> So, um, you don't like losing them, yeah, understand. Yeah. But it could work out. You could bring in Aubameyang, could score two in one game and then one in the other. That's, yeah. what, that's what FPL's about. Um, I I agree with the, the salary. Who, who's your, your transfer? Oh, I'm, I'm a bit undecided at the moment, but um, it's either going, uh, swapping out Ryan, which has been absolutely horrible for me, and getting in a do- double game week alternative like like Leno, um, the alternative move for me, um, I guess, will be to somehow squeeze Aubameyang in uh, for those four points, but uh, it doesn't look too good as it's uh, quite difficult to sell two perfectly fit players. Uh, we've all been through it before, and selling fit players, that's uh, a very good reason you have them in the first place. So uh, I have to think about that, but uh, as it looks, Leno. 
So, yeah, Ryan to Leno, yeah, probably a good option, but not playing game week 31, but you're free-hitting in like Yeah. Okay, I'll, I will uh, let the listeners know what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow the algorithm. I'm going to take out Richardson, who I brought in last week, and I'm going to bring in Ismaila Saar. We got told on our Twitter how to say that, so hopefully I'm saying that correctly, and he's playing game week 31. That boosts my team for game week 31, and... I'm really torn, you know. I know Aubameyang looks to be the best option. He's playing West Ham at home, who are just awful. The last four game weeks, they're top for shots conceded. But just below that is Bournemouth uh, for shots conceded. They're actually top for big shots on target conceded. So I know that Liverpool have lost the last four, but you, I try and get in the mindset of the Liverpool players at them. And do you think... If they're not doing really well in the Champions League, they're going to be hyped up for that. They've just gone out of the FA Cup. The league is you know, what they're looking to win. They're almost guaranteed, but they want to put on a performance now. They need to come back into form. So I am very tempted by Salah, captain. I do think I'll just put it on Aubameyang just because of that double game week. And it's, more, it's a little bit more exciting, but... I do actually think that Salah is going to have a decent game week, so I am quite tempted in that. Best choice, again, is between the two, I'm quite sure. Right, let's move on to the FPL Patreon League. The winner for February is FPL Sexy. Our very own FPL Sexy has won the month of February for the Patreon League, so well done to him. Coming in second was Jeff Holt, and third was Patrick Prendergast. And just to note that Sexy is giving his prize to Paddy the Hitman, uh, because he's got all of our merchandise because I've already sent it. So well done to him. And now for the FPL Surgery Podcast Public League. The code is CCCJK2. And Stefan, take it away with the top 10, please. Yes, in 10th place, Halstein Idstober. Ninth, Lars Jürgen Benson. There's a lot of Norwegians in there already. Mm. Uh, eighth, Daniel Harris. Seventh, Kartnik Mahendra. Sixth, Riz Moffat. Fifth, Richard Nlove. And Luko Truman is in fourth. Taylor Ekbakke is in third. Luke Burgess is second. And on top with a 13-point lead is Jake Gallagher. Newcomer. Nice. I think he's Come, a newcomer. Yeah, coming this week. Well done. The rest Luke, of them... needs, Luke needs to step up his game now to yeah, reclaim yeah. that first spot. Yeah, so it's just Jake and Luke and a bunch of Norwegians. That's all you need yeah. to say next week. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's move on to guest top three picks for this week and top three differentials. So, Mikhail, who are your top threes for this week? Uh, my top three point players for this week, I think... Uh, I have to go with Aubameyang, of course, and um, and I think Sterling is a really interesting option, and um, and I'd like to give a mention to Salah as well. I really have faith now when he's rested in the cup and uh, and has something to prove. So um, so I think I go with those three. Yeah. Okay. And your top your top three differentials. My top three differentials is, um, I think Sar is still a, a differential and then it's really exciting to see him play uh, and those stats, they are amazing. So uh, definitely he's in my differential list and Sterling, which also is a good captaincy option, but uh, he will be under the radar. Um, I think Pepe and... Uh, and perhaps also um, Özil can can be uh, quite yes, productions mm. that uh, that people have completely forgotten. That can uh, can uh, obviously have great game weeks. Um, I have no faith in uh, the West Ham defence, um, and haven't had for 
a long time. They will look absolutely horrible against the, the top teams, I think. Uh, I think one of the issues with a team like West Ham is they, they don't sit back like some of the other teams are I, I like particularly West Ham. good at doing. I, I, I think Antonio can be a good shout. I mildly shouted him last week. Yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, is, that, that was it. Um, <laughs> so now going to move to the feedback box. So we had FPL Strategy at FPL Strategy said, uh, I really love this podcast on my essential FPL list. As an added bonus, it had FPL Salah on there too, which we had on last week. Brilliant podcast and amazing guest too. So thank you for that, FPL Strategy. Really appreciate that. Okay, a word from our patrons now. So we had Mad Hatter and FPL Sexy both give us their thoughts for this week as I scroll to scrolling scrolling Alexa how has your week been all good here Matt Hatter apologies I wasn't around last week no typing I was busy ordering a selection of Amazon items for you from China fingers crossed this week in FPL terms has been shite most teams have managed fewer points than Jordan Ibe's driving license Southampton lose to West Ham, although they could have lost to Westlife, as they were, dying without Ings. The scoreline that did make me chuckle, though, was Watford smashing Liverpool's back doors in, mainly because I was lucky enough to witness Mad Hatter's hilarious breakdown. My capo pick for next week is KDB. Well, that's all from me, as I can hear the doorbell, and I'm hoping someone may be getting an interesting delivery. Good luck, everyone, and... Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. But yeah, we don't know about KDB. He might be injured. That's scary news. <laughs> and uh, a quick note from FPL Sexy. FPL Sexy with Sexy Thoughts. This week's Sexy Thoughts goes out to the FPL Surgery Slack channel and the people inside it. Uh, they're very supportive. They're great people, let alone great FPL players. I have a lot of fun. And I've learnt a damn lot and made a few new friends in there. And it's also a chance for me to boast that I won the FPL Surgery Patreon monthly prize best player thingo. So I am the best player in the FPL Surgery Slack this month. They're all below me. I'm stoked. Back into FPL. Been back in about a month. And I've topped some esteemed FPL players. Pretty stoked, and it was a good way to float my own boat. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, sexy. We've already we've already listed that you've won it. So well done. Yeah, I'm sure you wanted to click. <laughs> well done about that. Okay, other questions then. So we have one here from Al at Alcifer zero three zero three. Red or brown sauce on a bacon bat, Mikel? Red or brown sauce? We, we don't know what the bacon bat is in Norway. You don't know what a bacon yeah. bat is. <laughs> God. No, that, that's what I had to uh, had to look it up. Um, I tried to Google it, give an answer, and then I, I had a look in the algorithm, and it, it said red sauce. But... <laughs> so, you red sauce for you, Michael. Um, yeah. Stefan, you don't know what it is at all, or I no, no clue. It's no. something with bacon. It's, What's it's, the brown sauce supposed to be? Just it's a bacon <laughs> bun. Do you know what bun is? Bun, I know what it is. Yeah, like a sandwich, like a bacon yeah, yeah, yeah. sandwich. But so, what's in the red sauce and what's in the brown sauce? Tomato ketchup. God, you don't. Wow. <laughs> okay. We need to. We need to talk after the pod. This is. I, this I, is I like, awful. I like, I like barbecue <laughs> sauce better than ketchup. 
if that's an answer. Okay. Anyways, I put some brown barbecue sauce on the bacon bag. We will discuss this after. Right, it's, it's, <laughs> it's red sauce all the way for me. Okay, so thank you, Al, for that question. And thank you to Mikhail for joining us today. I appreciate it, Mikhail. Well, thanks. It's been uh, a couple of nice hours. So. A couple of nice hours, yeah. If, if people yeah. want to contact you, where can they find your, how can they find out about your algorithm? Sure, they can go to uh, patreon.com slash transfer algorithm and, and um, I post there um, almost every day uh, with updates uh, uh, with, all, with what uh, the effects of news for, on, on the player ratings and um, in the comment section there it's a perfect place to, to have a chat about the decisions going forward and uh, a good place with a, a lot of good players that uh, in addition to me is around uh, so uh, I'd really, really recommend that uh, as a place to learn a bit about. Uh, yeah, I, I am also how, a member. How yeah, yeah. I, I am also a member, and yeah. I definitely recommend that as well. So you are me too. You are as well, okay. Stefan. Yeah. Okay, if you liked what you have heard today and uh, would like to support the podcast as well, please do so at patreon.com forward slash Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery podcast lead. The code is CCCJK2. And our website is fplsurgery.com. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Twitter, at FPL Surgery. If you subscribe on iTunes, and please remember to rate the podcast and email me. It's info at fplsurgery.com. Uh, good luck in your game weeks, everyone. And Stefan? Up the pod. Up the pod. Kill. Mikhail. Oh. <laughs> it's going up. The pod is going up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. <Okay. coughs> I need to cough. I was holding the cough in... <coughs> <laughs> are we like halfway or how far are we 15 minutes ago the February um, Patreon the I'll start again <laughs> FPL Sexy has won the winner uh, he's for God's sake what's wrong with me <laughs> he's won the winner <laughs> uh, it'll be an outtake <laughs>